information, visit bloody-disgusting.com. Hey everyone, it's Pacific. Uh, a bunch of stuff to talk about this week. I'm going to try and blow through it as quickly as possible. But first things first, uh, Russ Moore, one of our voice actors, you may remember him from dying as a soldier or D-class in most of our episodes, uh, he has an incredible podcast I really want you to check out. It's called Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, that's dumb, D-U-M-B-G-E-O-N-S, Dungeons and Dragons. You can find the show on Spotify, uh, Acast, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. It is an incredible tabletop role-playing game, uh, and Russ is an incredible DM. I actually recently just sat down with him and had an interview, uh, and that will actually be going up on our Patreon later this week. So if you're interested in hearing more about how he got into voice acting and into Dungeons & Dragons, check that out. In other news, this is the last week to sign up for postcards. Uh, you have until August 31st at 11 p.m. Mountain Standard Time uh, to sign up and get a postcard. Uh, and if you're a new or an old patron, anyone at $5 or above gets this month's design, which is Lord Blackwood, the sea slug, the gentleman, the scholar. Uh, it's a really fun postcard. I'm glad that one is the one you guys picked, and I'm super excited to see it in print. Also, 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 uh, we recently unveiled annual memberships. It's a new Patreon feature. Uh, if you want to pay for your whole year up front, you can do that now. Instead of going month to month and paying 5 or $10 every single month, you can pay for a full year subscription, and you actually get 16% off. That's about two months. So if you're donating at $5 instead of paying $60, you only got to pay $50 for the entire year's worth of bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes stuff, postcards, and so much more. Uh, you can find us at patreon.com slash scp underscore pod. And on that note, I want to give a huge shout-out to this week's patrons. Alexander John Theus, Luke Dapkus, Mary Pantel, Grunts Kaomi, Jay Morrison, Shane Fanon, Julian, Brennan Hoffman, Ian Thomas, Jay Fields, and Caleb Buffalo. Thanks, guys. Your support means the world. And we have two ACAST supporter messages this week. The first, ominously, and I will try and read this in my best dramatic voice. I'm a little stuffed up right now, so apologies. <clears throat> Your time runs short. The pendulum swings, and with it your fate draws closer. Do you feel it? The immeasurable weight that falls with each tick of the clock? Each turn of the cog? For if you don't, you are the object of envy. For to know your fate is to live for the rest of time. And the second message uh, reads, Dear Tear, By the time Pacific is reading this message in their beautiful buttery voice, we'll be married. I love you more than life itself, and I am so excited for all the adventures we'll have together. Thanks for watching and listening to Spooky Stuff with me. Forever yours, Chap. Uh, congratulations. Um, I feel very honored and special that I get to read uh, your beautiful, wonderful marriage message. Uh, congrats! That's so exciting! Um, and uh, without further ado, this week's episode... Warning. The Foundation database is classified. Unauthorized access will result in detainment. 
Within this archive, you'll find the procedures, descriptions, and accounts of the most notorious anomalies we've encountered to date. Secure. Contain. Protect. Item number, SCP-2375. Object Class, Euclid. Special Containment Procedures. Due to the widespread nature of SCP-2375, permanent containment is currently not feasible. Instead, Mobile Task Force Zeta-28, Army of Darkness, has been created for the sole purpose of identifying and terminating active colonies of instances of SCP-2375-1, as well as working to prevent activities that would result in the spread of SCP-2375. If an instance of SCP-2375-1 is discovered in a population area where it is possible for SCP-2375 to spread, MTF Zeta-28 is to be dispatched immediately and must investigate the targeted area for possible colonies of SCP-2375-2 instances. Should a colony of SCP-2375-2 be discovered, Agents of MTF Zeta-28 are instructed to eliminate any points of access for instances of SCP-2375-2 to exit the area. Any further remaining instances of SCP-2375-1 or SCP-2375-2 are to be terminated immediately. Description SCP-2375 is a necrotic skin condition in its beginning stages capable of spreading through physical contact. Initial symptoms of SCP-2375 include mild decay of skin on the chest, increased senses of euphoria and pleasure, and a decreased ability to feel pain. Within one week, the skin damage grows in size and intensity until the infected part of the body begins to resemble severely necrotic skin. Although those infected with SCP-2375 report no unusual feelings, the bodies of individuals infected with SCP-2375 display no permanent damage to the insides of the body, appearing to suffer only physical decay. Approximately two weeks after the individual is first infected with SCP-2375, the infection will spread to individuals' limbs, if available, and lower torso. Individuals who reach this point of the infection are designated instances of SCP-2375-1. The subject will then attempt to convince bystanders to initiate physical contact with the subject in order to spread SCP-2375. Humans with antisocial personality disorders are particularly susceptible to SCP-2375-1's influence. SCP-2375-1 instances have been shown to engage in standard fundraising activities, such as door-to-door -door recruiting, distribution of mail leaflets, See transcript of 2375-1, Distributed Flyer. Social events and group therapy programs to gain opportunities to spread SCP-2375 to humans who participate in these events. Participants in these events report a strong compulsion to interact with instances of SCP-2375-1 that remain for approximately three hours after the conclusion of the event. Aside from containing instances of SCP-2375-1, usually dressed in elaborate costumes or long clothing, no anomalous activity or atypical spread of SCP-2375 has been reported during these events. Transcript of SCP-2375-1, Example Flyer.
friend. Are you feeling lonely? Depressed? Persecuted? We all feel like that sometimes. But don't worry. We can help you. Do you want to make new friends? Of course you do. We all do. That's why we here at your local Fun Life Association want to help you make them. We're cordially inviting you to an ice cream social at the community center at noon tomorrow. Here, you'll meet people from around the community, enjoy some ice cream, and maybe meet some new friends. Here's to a world where we can all just get along. Yours truly, your local Fun Life branch. Fun Life, here, we're all the same. Hey everyone, it's Pacific, here with a quick ad break. And now, back to the show. Once an instance of SCP-2375-1 has spread SCP-2375, it will attempt to retreat to a small, readily available 5x5 hole within 100 kilometers of the area, or to create one if one is not readily available. These holes have been shown to lead to small, subterranean caverns inhabited by mass quantities of SCP-2375-1 instances. These caverns are identified by instances of 2375-1 as villages, and consist of several small buildings that serve as various purposes. See interview log 2375-A. Any instance of SCP-2375-1 that is seen entering a village has not been shown to emerge again. Once in these villages, instances of SCP-2375-1 enter the final stage of transformation into an instance of SCP-2375-2. Underground, the subject's face begins experiencing a rapid decomposition similar to the rest of the body. This is considered the final stage of infection with SCP-2375, as no further damage to the body has been noticed. No instances of SCP-2375-2 after the final stage of decomposition have been seen to willingly re-emerge from their subterranean caverns, nor have any made an attempt during Foundation raids. Experiment Log 2375-A With the approval of five members of the O5 Council, one D-Class personnel was permitted to be used by Site Director Pembroke as a test subject to analyze the inner workings of a normal human infection by SCP-2375, as well as investigating the inner workings of a village inhabited solely by instances of SCP-2375-1. An instance of SCP-2375-1 was detained by Foundation agents in the neighborhood of Nebraska and successfully contained for the purposes of the experiment in a standard humanoid containment cell at Site-77. D-2375-82, an African-American male who suffers from clinical depression, was introduced into a testing chamber, containing the captured instance. Conversation Log 2375-A D-2375-82 sits in testing chamber. Subject is approached by SCP-2375-1 instance. Oh, what's wrong, pal? You look a little down. Of course I'm down, you damn freak. I'm stuck here as part of somebody's freak experiment. I wish I had never taken this over staying in death row. Fuck off, I ain't got nothing else to say to you. Yeah, I know how you feel, man. How the hell could you? The folks in the observation deck put me in here too. 
but that's fine with me. Look around. We've got a nice room and each other. What more could we need? What are you talking about? I've been where you are. You're depressed, aren't you? I can see it in your eyes. I used to be like that too, but I changed. And now I'm happier than ever. What happened? I found a place, a wonderful place. A place filled with people just like me and just like you. How do I get there? I can take you. Don't worry. You'll be safe there. Shake my hand, friend. D-2375-82 is instructed to shake hands with the SCP-2375-1 instance. Welcome to Unlife, brother. Shortly after this conversation, both the instance of SCP-2375-1 and D-2375-82 were removed from testing and placed in separate containment. Post-testing psychiatric screening of D-2375-82 reports significantly increased levels of euphoria and optimism. One week after D-2375-82's contact with SCP-2375-1 instance, a routine physical examination provided by Foundation agents and hazmat equipment revealed patches of skin on the arms and chest bearing qualities similar to those of advanced necrosis. After this physical examination, a psychiatric examination was conducted by Dr. Pembroke to determine the extent of SCP-2375's control over the brain. How are you feeling, D-2378-2? Not gonna lie, Doc. I've never felt this good. Something about that guy rubbed me right, you know? Our physicians have detected severe damage on areas of your skin. Do you notice anything strange about your arms? Oh, the skin, that's nothing big. Just a small price to pay for the opportunity to feel a little better. That guy you introduced me to helped me see that. Can you explain further? What exactly drew you to the instance? There was something about him, the way he talked, the way he listened. No matter how rude I was, he didn't get mad. It was almost like he understood. Understood what? Everything, Doc. I would say the cruelest things, and he sat there smiling and nodding. He listened to every word I said. There was some feeling in me that made me feel like I could trust him. He was just nice, you know? What made you feel this way? Well, it, was, it felt like he just cared. He wanted to help me. He had the voice and the tone that made me feel like I could tell him everything. So when the researchers told me to test his patience, I broke down and told him everything. All my stories from the streets, and he didn't bat an eye. But he didn't laugh like most of you do. He knelt down and pat me on the back, told me it was okay. He made me feel all right where nobody else even bothers to. What do you feel now that he's been removed from the testing area? I don't feel lonely. I don't feel bad. To tell the truth, I feel like I have a new friend. Approximately three weeks after initial infection of D-2375-82, the subject was equipped with a video camera and a two-way headset for the purpose of gathering information regarding the underground habitants of instances of SCP-2375-1. D-2375-82 was instructed to follow the test instance of SCP-2375-1 into a small hole located 30 kilometers west of Site-77. The following is a transcript of recovered footage. 
3237582. Can you hear me? Loud and clear, big man. Following James now. James? Is that the instance's name? Yeah, I never told you that. Oh, hold up. We're coming to something. It looks like a little town. A town? Can you explain? Uh, yeah. Looks like a little slum village. They got houses made of sticks and rocks that must have fallen down those holes. Some of these look like little shops. I think I can see what looks like a diner. Hell, there's even a little park with some, some that look like kids. Do you notice anything strange about the village? Not really, other than the skin thing you told me about. Hey, this way, Jamal. I've got some friends I want you to meet. Coming. Sorry, Doc. I'll get back to you later. D2375-82 proceeds to set the video camera down and run towards several instances of SCP-2375-1. Loud laughter and the light conversation can be heard for roughly 30 minutes before audio feed cuts out. Roughly five hours after the initial encounter with other instances of SCP-2375-1, the audio feed resumed and the video camera was turned on by D2375-82. The following is a transcript of the final recording from D2375-82. Hey, is this thing on? Can you hear me, Doc? D237582? Yeah, it's me. I said I would get you back. If there's one thing I can do, it's keep a promise. But listen, I wanted to talk to you. I want you to let me go. Excuse me? You won't believe this, but it's wonderful down here. I haven't even been around a day and they're already treating me like their best friend. They built me my own little house, they took me to dinner, and we walked around and laughed. I've been all over the town and I haven't even seen a single fight. I don't think I've seen people with so little smiling so much. Um, can you explain? I finally understand what this group is all about. They're not trying to take over the world or destroy us all or whatever you guys believe they'll do. They, I'm sorry, we just want to live in peace. Live in peace? What does that mean? I've talked to the people down here. We all just wanted to get away from something. I've met people who were abused and beaten, but who put it all behind here. It's a place where we can all forget about our troubles and comfort each other. Where we're all the same. The skin condition is proof of that. The skin condition? It's brilliant, actually. So many of us here have been prejudiced because of what we look like or what we believe. But now, thanks to Fun Life, we don't worry about all that. When we're all the same, nobody has anything to fight over. We can focus on what brings us together rather than what keeps us apart. Listen, Doc, I know your foundation doesn't normally do this, but please, please just leave us be, man. If not for me, then for everyone else down here. You are aware that the foundation is not able to permit the actions of your group. You realize you cannot continue to abduct citizens as you do. All we want to do is help others escape like we have. I've got nothing more to say if you won't listen. Bye, Doc. As of publication, there have been no further communications with D2375-82, or any instances of SCP-2375-1, within a 300-kilometer radius of any Foundation site.
Due to the nature of SCP-2375, containment procedures have been downgraded from immediate termination to the process of sealing clusters of SCP-2375-1 instances to prevent the spread of the infection. At the time of this revision, downgrade of SCP-2375 to neutralized status is pending review by the O5 Council. SCP-2375 was written by The Critical Frog. Our host and narrator is John Grills. Fun Life Rep was played by Addison Peacock. 2375-1 was played by Russell Moore. D-2375 was played by Chris Hemphill. And Dr. Pembroke was played by Graham Rowett. Our music is composed by the incredible Tom Rory Parsons, and I'm your showrunner and sound designer, Pacific S. Obadiah. Our producer is Tom Owen, and this is a Bloody Disgusting Podcast. For more information, visit bloody-disgusting.com. <laughs>